from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is v Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds on v the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside to the v studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is v Live Bet Tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds, a live betting extravaganza to where if you don't have a bet leading up to the game, We'll try to find you one over the course of the next three hours. Make sure to hit us up on Twitter. At VEASAN Live is where you can find the show. At Wes Reynolds 1 is where you can find Wes. At Femi Abebefe is where you can find me. And while you're on Twitter, make sure you're using the hashtag VEASAN Live Bet. If you have a bet or a question, we'll discuss it here on the show. Coming up, no NBA games? No problem. We have a pair of really good college basketball games that are about to tip off. One of them in the Big 12, Kansas TCU, about six and a half minutes away. Minnesota, Illinois over in the Big 10. That's tipping off in a matter of moments. And just because there's no NBA doesn't mean that we can't talk the association because we have news coming out of the NBA. Russell Westbrook has a new team. Giannis Antetokounmpo has a banged up wrist and everything in between. We'll have a futures conversation as well. We'll also recap the Genesis invite from this past weekend. Guess what? John Rahm wins again on the PGA Tour. What does that mean going forward, especially at Augusta National coming up here in about a couple months? Also, there's 66 days from the NFL draft in Kansas City. Who's going number one? We'll discuss that betting market coming up a little later as we've seen some dark horses start to take some money in the market. But first, Wes, is there a live bet that we could make right now? Well, uh, may- maybe I don't know what the end game over is. I have the second half over here with Oklahoma State, West Virginia. Both these teams have been in the double bonus since like mm-hmm. the 10-minute mark. So this game, uh, I don't know what's on after it, uh, but this game is going to run well over because of all the fouls being called. So second half over should be in good shape. You never really know. But West Virginia all over Oklahoma State. 75 to 64. We did just have one game go final in the midst of uh, getting ready to come on the air here. You should have got there if you bet Louisville tonight. I know it closed Mm -hmm. 17 behind us at Circa Sports and in a couple other places, but Louisville does get inside the number 79-62 for Duke. Uh, You just put it in the win column and move on uh, for Duke. Mm -hmm. I believe that's now their 20th win of the season. And they're they're fine for the NCAA tournament, but they're probably like I they're probably like in the eight nine game yep. in one of the regions if you looked at the bracketology, unless they could uh, you know kind of finish hot here at the end of the season. I don't know if uh, their counterparts, the Tar Heels, can say the same. Mm. 
Well, their counterparts, the Tar Heels, were in that 8-9 game a year ago, made that run all the way to the national title game. Maybe their foes on Tobacco Road can do the same, being the Duke Blue Devils. Well, Wes, let's get into the game that's about to tip off because it's Kansas-TCU. This is the game of the night across college basketball in the Big 12 over in Fort Worth. TCU is now out to a three-point favorite at home against the Jayhawks, total 152. The way the market is betting this game, you think it's a foregone yeah. conclusion that TCU has won. Wait. Just collect money after two and a half hours. Which kind of worries me, <laughs> being on the uh, TCU money line as of this morning. Of course, TCU did beat Kansas, blew them out, actually, at the Fog about, mm-hmm. about a month ago. So, uh, you know, when you look at this, there are a lot of – there are some injuries on both sides. Of course, Mike Miles, the TCU leading scorer, who really makes the difference for this team – He's just in a second game back at a hyperextended knee. Eddie Lampkin, the big guy, I don't mm-hmm. believe is 100%. But Kansas also, Dewan Harris and Kevin McCuller, the Texas Tech transfer, both have ankle sprains. So you've got injuries really here on both sides. So I'm going to be interested to see, you know, what adjustments Bill Self makes because they got they got hammered in transition in the first meeting with TCU. So you know, you can't you can't be able to to do that. There are diff- now TCU's different with Miles back. They had a hundred on Oklahoma State. Yeah. Who uh, you know Oklahoma State maybe their defense it, it isn't as good the last couple games because they've given up I think seventy nine now with five and a half to go to West Virginia. But they put a hundred on Oklahoma State. TCU did. It was a pretty good defensive team. So you know this is a team that can obviously get up and down the floor. Kansas uh, got down big against Baylor on Saturday, and then it was all Jayhawks in the second half. Uh, you know, they 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 were running uh, you know low ball screens until Baylor. They put them in ball screens all game long, and Baylor couldn't guard. And that's the concern about Baylor going forward offensively. They're really good, but defensively, is that going to show in the NCAA tournament? Uh, the fact that not a vintage Scott Drew team defensively, but anyway, back to KU and TCU. Going to be interesting to see what Dewan Harris with that bum ankle does tonight. If they do a lot of lot of ball screen action, uh, we know Grady Dick can hit threes. We know Wilson can hit threes. So we'll see, you know, how this goes and what Kansas does for the adjustments. I think TCU would like to do more of the same, more transition, obviously, if Miles back, but. Yeah, surprised to see this go up to go up to three in most places. Uh, Three Mm. and a half minus a dollar five at BetMGM. Uh, This, of course, being back uh, down in Fort Worth at the Skolmeyer Arena. But I'm sticking with it. I'm on TCU money line, uh, so I'm gonna. I because I think maybe the value might have been extracted now by the closing number, Mm. but I think there is a little bit of value on this team. The fact that you know they got their big gun back. What number would you need to bet Kansas pre-flop? Mm, it's getting close. Uh, I, you know, three and a half, four, mm. yeah, probably is where I would look at it. So I don't blame people if they're going to try to bet KU at the apex here with the move. Uh, KU in Texas, by the way, tied at the lead for the Big Twelve. TCU now down at seven and seven, but I think they're a better team. They've had some injuries, so I think the Horn Frogs get the sweep tonight. Yeah, no, I think TCU they, they could definitely win this game, but I, I think the conversation around okay, value in TCU is probably long gone. Now if you're looking at this game, if you're just jumping in, it's probably Kansas or pass. Mm-hmm. I think just having that conversation and talking about it that way I think is valuable for a lot of betters because if you miss the party on TCU, yeah. it might not be advantageous to go ahead and lay three or even three and a half. Yeah, like you, you, can, you, can, you can get in in-game, I think, exactly. on this. But, yeah, I laid money line when it was like a point and a half, so I laid a little less than a dollar twenty-five. On that, let me see what that money line actually is going to close here. I yeah, you're starting to see 165. yeah 165, 170 at the yeah. win here in town in Las Vegas. So yeah, this has definitely been the big mover today on TCU. Yeah, I just think it's good for people to kind of think about it, saying that hey, it's not a foregone conclusion that TCU is going to win the game. Now they're favored to win the game, so more often than not, they will win the game. But that there's always the valuable side on the other side of it as well with maybe taking Kansas at the apex. Minnesota and Illinois over in Champaign, Illini 13.5-point favorites total is at 136. Yeah, no T.J. Shannon for the uh, second uh, game in a row uh, out with that concussion. Uh, Illinois, it didn't look like they were going to miss him on Saturday the uh, way they, they started the, break, the game man. over Indiana. But Indiana somehow, some way. Pulls out the win on Saturday. Uh, a nice little comeback there at the end in the second half. Much better defensively were the Hoosiers. So 
you look at Minnesota, Minnesota really is the worst team in the Big Ten, and I think the record indicates that. They've been injured. They're a rebuilding team. So they are 1-13 and overall in the conference, 7-17 and on the record. Illini trying to get back on track a little bit. They have now lost uh, three of their last four, all of them on the road, lost to Iowa, lost to Penn State, lost mm-hmm. to Indiana. So the schedule gets manageable for Illinois. I, th- I still think they'd be in the NCAA tournament, but 17 to nine, eight and seven schedule, very manageable. You get Minnesota and they get, you know, arguably the hottest team in the conference uh, with Northwestern yeah. who, you know, look, it was like, okay, they beat Purdue in Indiana. How much are they going to have left for Iowa? They had a lot left as they blew out the Hawkeyes yesterday. So they get Northwestern though at home in the rematch then they go to Ohio State. Ohio State, man, it doesn't look like it's getting better anytime soon for the Buckeyes. They got blown out again yesterday up in West Lafayette against Purdue. Then you get Michigan at home, and then you close out at Purdue. So this is the opportunity for Illinois. But if Illinois, what Illinois, I think the game plan should be to get uh, Matthew Meyer open for some threes, which they mm-hmm. did on Saturday, as he was the guy that really, you know, was keeping them ahead of the Hoosiers uh, until the late second half. So. I didn't bet this with, with the injury. The Minnesota did get a little bit of steam here because, you know, second game now without TJ Shannon, uh, Illinois. Just this looks like a get right spot, but I still don't want to lay the number. What was your biggest takeaway from the college basketball weekend? Mm. You know, uh, uh, I was very impressed with KU coming yeah. back How could against you not Baylor <laughs> on yeah. Saturday. I, I think that. The number one seeds right now to me would be Alabama, Houston, uh, Kansas, and then Purdue. Those would be my four one seeds right now. Now, now I hate the way that the number one ranking. I think the rankings get overrated. They're fun talking points, it means but nothing. yeah, it doesn't. Like I, I don't nothing. think because Alabama lost to Tennessee, who's a top ten team uh-huh. in Thompson Bowling Arena down in Knoxville, should necessarily drop behind Houston, but that that's the way it is. So yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's another convincing weekend that showed us that it's wide open, that mm-hmm. it's absolutely wide open this year that, you know, there's going to be somebody and you got to figure out who it is. That's going to kind of be the uninvited guest, you know, there at the end in the final four. I don't think this is a year where you're getting four number one seeds at all. Oh, I would be stunned if we got, four. I mean, if you get two, that's probably that's pro- I'd probably go two max. I was gonna say because like every once we get to the tournament, we get those props at a number of sports books and said, and they'll have the over like over under one and a half number one seeds mm-hmm. make the final four. Mm-hmm. I think that's gonna be a really interesting prop this year just to see where that's at there. I think I'd take a shot on the under, right? Honestly, like I I don't see this being a tournament where there's all these juggernauts that it's like three number one seeds or or even two number one seeds that make it. I think this is gonna be. One one seed, you're gonna get like a three, yeah, maybe a two, and then like a six. Yeah, so much is gonna, <laughs> so much is gonna be draw dependent. I yeah. think like it always is in the NCAA tournament, but uh, we're still waiting for our first score here in K- KU and TCU. Uh, no score, two and a half minutes mm. into the game. So look, uh, big game really for both teams. Obviously, Kansas is Grady Dick finally gets KU on the board three nothing early, but Kansas. Obviously, trying to you know get to the old adage that the Big 12 title goes through Lawrence, Kansas. So they're trying to prove that. And then TCU, who I think is easily in the tournament, they want to kind of get right here toward late in the season. Well, it'll be a big win for either of these teams here right now as Kansas has the early lead almost three minutes into the game out there in Fort Worth. We'll be tracking it as well as discussing some college basketball futures on the other side. This is VSIN Live Bet Tonight. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is v Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds, live from the Circus Sportsbook on v the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is v Live Bet Tonight, coming to you from the Circus Resort and Casino here in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds here, taking in the game of the night in college hoops, Kansas TCU over in Fort Worth at the under-16 timeout. The Jayhawks out to a 7-4 lead. They got out to a 7-0 run to start, but uh, TCU's come back. And uh, on the other side of this timeout, they'll have a chance to complete a three-point play. But uh, if you were watching closely the live markets, you could have grabbed some TCU Mm -hmm. at uh, plus money, even in the early going before much has even happened because Kansas got out to such a good start in this game. Yeah, so, I mean, there's something to be said, you know, when the line has been moving. I was already pot committed, but Mm -hmm. when when the the money line moved, like, 40, 50 cents, basically, on on the close, I think that that's exactly, like, if you miss a number – that that's something I think that's helped me out as a better long term. If you miss a number, a lot of times it will come back. Yeah, you know, in in, in some kind of way. Not every single time, you know. So you know, if you don't bet it, okay, that's fine. Then you move on. There's always other games on the board, and then the next day and the day after that. But <laughs> yeah, that's what I learned because you know that was the common mistake I think that I made when I would be starting out with this or like kind of in the early infancy of betting for me is that I would be so convinced of a side that I wouldn't be as number sensitive as I needed to be. Now, you don't necessarily need to be oversensitive, but you don't want to, you know, get in the habit of of laying the worst of it. You know, Mm -hmm. take the most of it, lay the least of it, is what a wise man once told me. That's a really excellent strategy whenever you're betting in any sport that you want to keep in mind there. Maybe even a pro tip, one might say. Uh, Right now, because we have Kansas and TCU going on, good time to discuss the Big 12 regular season conference winner. Now, these odds are courtesy of DraftKings, but we can bet on who's going to win this excellent conference, the best conference in America, in my opinion, I think in the opinion of most people. But right now, Kansas is the favorite at minus 125, Texas plus 150, Baylor 6-1, to and then you have K-State 40-1, to Iowa State also at 41, TCU 200-1. to but uh, if you were to bet into this market, is there anywhere that you would put your money? Is it down to pretty much KU and UT here, or or do you think that Baylor could potentially surprise even at six? Yeah, this one you got to do a little schedule digging here, and that's exactly what I'm doing right now. KU has at TCU and then at Texas to close, and they have two mm-hmm. sandwich games uh, in between West Virginia and Texas Tech, where they should be you know relatively heavy favorites. So let's say that they split the home game and the road game, that would be 12 and six. Now you look at Texas's schedule, Iowa state at home at Baylor at TCU and Kansas at home. Same thing. If you split your 12 and six, Texas has the tougher schedule down the stretch having Iowa because Iowa state, Baylor, TCU, Kansas, all lock teams for the NCAA tournament. 
West Virginia and Texas Tech, I don't know if you could say the same. <clears throat> you know, I think they might be on the outside looking in. Wavy West Virginia would still be on the bubble or that mm-hmm. first four out or last four in or whatever you want to call it. So I think KU has the easier schedule, even though Texas does get them down in Austin at their place. Uh, Baylor, I just, I mean, I you, the offensive numbers are, are awesome for this team, but you look at this defense, 85th nationally in adjusted defensive efficiency. I just... I, I, I don't like to back a team that that's not playing good defense this time of year. Baylor, by the way, they have a game at Kansas State tomorrow. They get Texas at home at Oklahoma State and then Iowa State at home. So Baylor would probably be favored in three of those four games. Uh, Iowa State and Kansas State are two games back, respectively. Mm-hmm. So they would have to pick up three to win the thing. Iowa State still has a trip to Texas and Baylor, two of the top three teams in the conference, so I wouldn't be interested in that price. Kansas State does get Oklahoma State and West Virginia on the road. If you're going to go with a longer shot, it would be it would be Kansas State, but I still can't get past the top three, and especially the top two of KU and Texas. You mentioned Baylor and how they're – struggling defensively it's kind of surprising hearing that just because that's how they won the national yeah they're dead last in the conference they're dead last in defensive efficiency effective field goal percentage two-point percentage and block percentage i mean they're at the very bottom now everybody in this league there's not a bad team in this league even though you look at some of the records and you see oklahoma a game under 503 and 11 in the league oklahoma's not a bad team they just beat the hell out of Alabama a couple weeks ago. Is going to be a number one seed more than likely, or certainly would be today. So, you know, you just never, you just never get a night off in this in this conference. Like nobody is bad. Now, not all ten teams are going to make it, but you're probably going to get seven, maybe eight. Yeah, I think I think eight could definitely be a potential for the Big Twelve, uh, since it's widely seen as one of the best conferences. I mean, we talked about how. The worst team in the Big 12, quote-unquote, is like what Oklahoma, who's mm-hmm. in the top 60 in Ken Palm. Yeah, o- you know? I mean, <laughs> you look at Oklahoma, too. They got wins over Seton Hall. They have a uh, win over Florida, and Florida's a lot healthier. Mm-hmm. Win over Alabama. Win over West Virginia. Win over Kansas State. Win at Texas Tech. So they've got, like, quad one wins, you know, that other teams that are trying to get in the NCAA tournament with much sexier-looking records don't have. But – yeah, I, I mean, I just think it, it's probably going to come down to that last game of the season with KU in Texas. Now, when you think about the Big 12 and everything that's been said about this conference, about it, it's the best conference in America. These teams uh, are playing wars every single night. Mm-hmm. Do you think when you turn it to now the NCAA tournament, are these Big 12 teams going to be battle-tested or worn down nah, by the time I, we get to March? It could. That's a very good question. It could be a little bit of both. And so much, I hate to always say this, but it is going to be draw dependent. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, because we know conferences, it's so random in the NCAA tournament. Like we always talk about how the ACC was garbage last year. It really yep. was. And then they had three in the final eight and two in the final four. And then it's the we're the best conference, you know, and then and, and that's what they did. And then you have the Big yeah. Ten. Now it's proven to be in the Big Ten where it's like, okay, they beat the hell out of each other. And then in the NCAA tournament, they've had a lot of early exits in recent years. Mm-hmm. Part of that is because the Big Ten, I think, is officiated differently than almost every other conference, and it's not going to be officiated that way in the NCAA tournament. So that's part and parcel of it. But, you know, you got to judge each team as like its own unique individual organism, I, I still think, instead of – I think it – basically what I'm saying is I think it's futile to, like, back a conference or yeah. fade a conference. Like everybody remember the mountain West went 0 and four. That's, that's the time. talking point. So everybody's going to go against them. Like you still got to go game by game and bracket by bracket and region by region. So don't get necessarily caught up into that. You still styles make fights and you still yeah. got to, you know, handicap the individual matchups. So there could be something said that they, they're battle tested. Certainly nobody's going to be more battle tested than, than this conference, but yeah, are, 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 does the grind catch up to him? And I think it, it very well could. I think it's really for betters. It's, it, I think it, it would be a good idea to kind of listen to what these narratives are, mm-hmm. but don't really buy into them because right. the, the point that you brought up about the Mountain West, they're going to get three, maybe four teams into the, conference, into the NCAA tournament. You can almost guarantee that all of those teams will get bet against because of the history of the conference. Mm-hmm. So if you like one of those Mountain West teams, let's say that you like, uh, Boise State in their first round matchup in the NCAA tournament, 
maybe you can wait to the last possible second to go ahead and bet them right. because they're probably going to get bet again. That's exactly what I did in that one matchup we always talk about where, you know, we were, cause we're going to be talking about 12s over fives and whatnot, mm -hmm. but everybody in the world, or it was 13 against four, I should say last year, everybody in the world loves to have to go to state cause Providence uh -huh. is so freaking lucky. And I waited until the last minute to bet Providence. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Whenever there is an upset that everybody calls in the NCAA tournament, it is very rare that it gets home. Mm -hmm. It's usually the one, you know, the the one that all the analysts, when everybody's, you know, kind of going through the brackets the bracket on Sunday and Monday, the, the one that all the analysts pick is the one I usually don't want any part of. I mean, last year, on a lesser extent, Texas Tech over Duke. Mm -hmm. When the bracket came, everyone says, Texas Tech is going to beat Duke right. because Duke is young and Duke blah, blah, blah. And Texas Tech so good, the no middle defense. And <laughs> yeah, and then what happened when they played the game? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, so – so that that's the thing, like you know, you you know that you can't go chalky in like the NCAA no. tournament, where you know across the bracket, but don't like overdo the upsets mm -hmm. because you know we everybody everybody wants to pick those upsets those like first two days, you know there's going to be a few. Oh yeah, but it, it, I don't know if it's going to necessarily be chaos. Maybe it will be this year based on what we've seen well, though. Well, I think it's there's going to be a few upsets, but it's always the upsets that we don't expect. Yeah. That's the thing like, that no, you got to think Saint about. St. Peter's over Kentucky. Exactly. Anybody have that? I had Kentucky win the title. I, I, yeah, I had them in the <laughs> Final Four. I really like this team. I was like, man, they're playing good ball here at the end of the season. Yeah. And it was like, boop, they're out. See you later. 6 p.m. West Coast time, first yeah, day of the tournament. Exactly. So, you know, Chattanooga damn near knocked out Illinois. I remember that exactly. in, the for, in the first round. Illinois was lucky to advance. But, yeah, I, I think these guys, the Big 12 – that doesn't mean I'm going to, because they're the best conference, what I'm saying is don't necessarily play all of them to mm -hmm. advance because everybody's going to want to because, like, they were the toughest conference. Best conference, yep. That's yeah. all, all you Some of get. these teams are going to be grinded down by this season, and some of them are going to have a little bit left. Yep, just keep that in mind on Selection Sunday when those lines start to come out. Those big 12 teams, lines probably going to move in their favor. Maybe you play against that if you can stomach it in the NCAA tournament. We'll talk some more specific futures on the other side as we continue VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. This is VEASAN Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds live from the Circus Sportsbook on VEASAN, the sports betting network. As basketball and hockey seasons continue, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be. Bet Rivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Saturday Hockey Same Game Parlay Bet and Get, Weekly Pro Basketball Bet and Get, and more. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. It's a whole new game. Welcome back. This is VEASAN Live Bet tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds here in downtown Las Vegas. Keeping an eye on Kansas TCU out there in the Big 12. Right now we're knotted up at 16, but the big development in this game is Jayhawks' young sharpshooter Grady Dick now with two fouls and is on the bench in foul trouble. Yeah, and we've seen this a couple times for KU. Is uh, It's now tied at 16. TCU, by the way, minus 3.5, mm -hmm. minus $1.65 if you want to go that money line route, 146.5 on the total. We've seen, look, KU's not a very deep team. They've got talent, but they they don't, you know, self doesn't like to play more than seven guys. You know, sometimes he has to go eight. And is that and is that now Wilson. two on Jalen Wilson? It is. Remember, we saw that against Kansas State in the yeah. Octagon of Doom. Now, KU went to overtime there because Jalen Wilson went absolutely bonkers in that game and really carried them down the stretch. But now you got KU having to work a little bit into their bench and you know, that's not, they're, they're not the deepest team. I think they only really like to play seven, eight guys, probably Joseph Yusefu, who I believe now just checked into the game is going to have to play. Mm -hmm. So now you're seeing Jalen Wilson and Grady Dick on the bench with two fouls. How long, depending on the floor of the game, can Bill Self afford to have them on the bench tied at 16 and now 17, 16 TCU takes their first lead of the game, eight fifty nine to go. If you're self, you're just looking to try to survive to what the under four timeout probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would, I would think so. I think at least, you know, if he's within maybe two possessions, I think he could be probably happy with that and then see if you try to bring those guys in. Because I don't think when you have two fouls, 
you need that's kind of one of my pet peeves in watching basketball that you need to be an automatic sit the rest of the half. Now, no, a lot of coaches subscribe to that. Yeah, no. Like I can't put them in. You know, at some point you got to trust your players. And I know this sounds simple and profound and obvious. Tell them don't foul. <laughs> you know that that's what you got to do. And that might be you have to give up an easy basket here. So now you've got KU having to go a little bit deeper than maybe they thought that they were going to tonight. Yeah, tough spot here for Kansas, who is now uh, catching three and a half. Like we mentioned, 143 and a half is the total in this game. So it's trending under. Uh, This total ended up closing, I believe, across the board. It was 152. Mm -hmm. So we're already 10 points behind pace right now on the total. TCU, it's a chance for them to really – grab control of this game with Kansas, two of their, what, three, four best yeah. players now on the bench with Dick is, and uh, and Wilson. Is, remember this game on January 21st at the Fog, 83-60 to 60 final score where TCU went 1.17 points per possession on KU. KU only had .85. Usually you don't see KU give up that much, but they just got beaten transition. Neither of these two teams shooting the ball very well right now. 7-20 for KU, 7-19 for the Horn Frogs. Yeah, a little sloppy from Kansas. Yeah, the, yeah it's a little bit of a, of a ragged game here, which... Nice cut, though, by McCullough. Yeah, absolutely. Nice vision there by the, yeah. by the guard. So 18-17. TCU, I think, would like to be in a little bit more of a transition game. Not that Kansas can't run, but TCU, I think, a little bit more predicated on pace necessarily than the Jayhawks. Well... The betting splits over at BetMGM for the national title here as we kind of pivot back to the futures discussion. Kansas, who we're seeing tonight, has the highest ticket percentage, highest handle, and is the biggest liability for BetMGM in the national title market. Then second highest ticket count is Purdue, third highest is Houston. Then in terms of the handle, Alabama and Purdue are right behind KU. And then for the liability, it's Purdue, then Alabama behind KU. So we see those three teams, Kansas, Purdue, and Alabama, Houston, a little bit of love for the Cougars, but I feel like it's mainly Kansas, Purdue, and Bama, the three teams that are likely to be mm-hmm. the one seeds alongside with Houston there. Kansas, you talked about them last week. That's the team that you would bet on to win the national title here. The, of the favorites. Of the favorites. Yes. Of the favorites. Um, the depth, though, is concerning, like you brought up here, and all it takes in a tournament setting, if this happens, mm-hmm. how does Kansas respond? When it's do or die, and now all of a sudden you have two of your better players on the bench. That's it's not like last year where they had a lot of guys and had a lot of. Yeah. Depth. All of a sudden, Remy Martin came out of nowhere and then started playing really mm-hmm. well uh, after being a, a pretty much a non-factor throughout the season there. But KU, the the market and the betting public agrees they love this team. Yeah, and and look, uh, you know the fact that they are the defending national champion, Kansas being just their brand name, they're always going to take a lot of action. They're yeah. always going to take a lot of tickets. They're always going to take a lot of handle anyway. So I'm not surprised to see at BetMGM that they are the number one liability. And plus, one of the things you got to look at, too, is, you know, where where, where sports betting is legal. Yeah, that's you true. You know, and, and it's legal in these certain jurisdictions, you know. Now with Purdue, and obviously, you know, getting to number one and, you know, looking – unbeatable at times earlier in January and in December Purdue of course Indiana betting is legal there Alabama not in that state but nearby in Louisiana Mm -hmm. so you know you can cross state lines a little bit so that's at least part and parcel of it like in Texas you know they would have to go to like Louisiana or or one of those other states Mm -hmm. or over to Arizona phone a friend or something. yeah exactly (laughs) but Houston I just think you know because they've been near the top of the pole so you're going to get these, you know, favored teams and these teams that, you know, everybody's going to look up and say, okay, they're a number one seed in this predicted bracketology or that predicted bracketology. So Mm -hmm. that's what you're going to see. Like right now at this point in the season, look, if you're, if you've got good equity, like on somebody like Purdue, who, you know, I I forget what they opened in the season. I got to think it's like around 50, 60 to one, maybe even higher some places. If you got that equity, good. But at this point, as we get later, I don't think you can bet anything below like the 20 to one threshold to me, unless mm-hmm. you're hedging, unless you, you know, you have everybody and then it's like, okay, you get down because they're going to have some of these futures up in tournament, you know, whether it's to win the, win the national championship, go to the final four, or win a region, you know, unless you're doing a little bit of hedging because you got the board covered, that's fine. But, you know, I don't think you want to add a bunch of like, 
seven to ones and eight to ones and no. nine to ones, 10 to ones right now. I think like 20 is the threshold. That's kind of like, you know, when I saw the Arizona at 22, I was like, you know, I got to take the best number and they're above 20. So that's when I would absolutely get involved. And I mentioned, you know, some other ones, UConn in the thirties mm-hmm. had just drifted up and I took a little piece of that as well. And I'm taking a look at DraftKings right now to see what the updated numbers are to win the national title. Houston, like you mentioned, is seven to one. Bama eight to one. Arizona is now down to fourteen to one. So mm-hmm. good work by you picking up that twenty-two to one on the Wildcats. UConn is right at twenty to one, right on that threshold. Right yeah, there. they were they were in the thirties about about yeah. a week or week or so ago, and uh, you know now UConn because they kind of hit that skid. You know they lost a few mm-hmm. in a row because they looked like a wagon. Then all of a sudden, oh, they look beatable. But now all of a sudden you get later in the season and they're starting to I think pick it up big time. Those two West Coast Conference teams, Gonzaga and St. Mary's, they have the massive matchup in Spokane on Saturday. College game day will be there. Whoever wins that game, I don't know if those odds are going to shorten drastically, mm-hmm. but you might see a little bit of a tick maybe because I think the winner will be in the driver's seat to ultimately win the conference. Um, so I would guess the winner maybe goes down to, like, what, 25 or so? Yeah, and, and St. Mary's has been getting a lot of support too because, yeah. you know, people – you know, people look at these profiles of these teams and people look at this Ken Palm and they're like, yep. wow, this team is eighth, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is because of the defense. I think there's a little bias sometimes in those rankings for these defensive teams with tempo. See how Virginia is always rated high in the Ken Palm. See how Wisconsin yeah. teams that play and teams that reduce those possessions. Yeah, it's like they don't even play any possessions. Yeah, that's yeah. And, and, that, and that's why you see it because if you look at St. Mary's, they got – yeah, they got they got some solid wins, but their one really home run win in the non conference was San Diego State. Mm-hmm. But you know, and then of course they did beat Gonzaga at home a couple weeks ago in overtime. But people are liking that St. Mary's team, I think, because they see wow, eighth in the Ken Palm, and they're like, what were they forty to one or something? Do you think Duke at fifty to one to win the title would that ever interest you? They certainly have the talent, mm-hmm. but. I'm not yet high on this team. This is John Shire's first year as the sole head coach. Now, he Uh. was kind of like the co-head coach, could be quite honest with you, over the last few years. But this would be the time if you wanted to buy on on this team because I actually think defensively, that's where they've really surprised me. They've been playing well. Defensively, they've been a lot better. I mean, they're top four. I think they're second in the conference in effective field goal percentage because usually I remember Coach K always used to say this. takes a year for high school players coming into college to learn how to play this next-level defense. Mm-hmm. Same when college kids go to the NBA. But it's really been defense for Duke. The offense, you look at them, they're kind of middle of the road, even though they got a lot of size and get a lot of rebounds. We also saw a first-year coach on Tobacco Road last year. Mm-hmm take his team to the national yeah so if if they can stop turning the ball over because they're dead last i think or close to it in the acc and turnover rate one of these power six teams that's disappointing right now is going to make a run i don't know who though (laughs) that's that's the goal to find out over these next three weeks we'll be back on the other side to wrap up hour number one here on visa and live bet tonight I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the VSIN experts have you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season, or experts breakdown brackets, best bets, and daily props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Femi Abebefe. We're hanging out at the Circle Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Right now, a little over four minutes left to play in the first half between Kansas and TCU. Horn Frogs with the 25-23 lead here. And when you look at the live markets, TCU now a two-and-a-half point favorite total, 144-and-a-half, though. But the big thing for the Jayhawks, Bill Self, mm-hmm. trusting his star players, both Grady Dick and Jalen Wilson, back on the floor with those yeah, two Yeah, I fouls. thought maybe he would wait until the under four uh, dead ball, the TV timeout is. Now we have a tie game, 346 left to go, McCuller with the bucket. But I thought he might wait to keep Grady Dick uh, and Jalen Wilson on the bench, but he elected, you know, to go here and said, uh, you know, don't foul or help me coach. You know, if you're going <laughs> to stay on the bench, then you're going to have to help me coach. But uh, 25 apiece, three ties, five lead changes. Uh, TCU did have a seven-point lead earlier on, but KU fighting their way back here. So, you know, no surprise that that this is nip and tuck is a nice move by Mike Miles. Mm-hmm. He he really is like the difference maker for this team. He's only got five here in the first half, but they're a completely different offense. Like, they're a team because I, I, I've noticed, you know, a lot of people whose opinion I respect in college basketball – did at did have TCU as a future from earlier in the year, and then Mike Miles got hurt, and yeah. you know, but now he's back, and 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 I can see why this team, you know, this team has I think really been battle tested in this conference because you look at their non conference schedule is so bad, and and it, that was a lot of that too. That loss to Northwestern State was because Mike Miles was mm-hmm. hurt, but he's back now. It's only a second gate back if Eddie Lampkin can get healthy because I don't think he's a hundred percent necessarily for TCU. So uh, he's a monster on the board. He is. He is uh, minus minus one fifteen now on both sides at DraftKings. timeout on the floor called by TCU 145 and a half left to go. KU up by two. That's like we mentioned uh, at the top of the show. There've been plenty of opportunities now get TCU at a more palatable number than what they closed at three and even some spots three and a half against Kansas. Uh, Also going on in the Big Ten, Illinois has a 31-25 lead against Minnesota. Right now the Illini 12.5 point favorites. Total 133.5 in a a game that Minnesota's hanging tough. Yeah, Uh, Dawson Garcia, who's uh, been uh, very well-traveled, started at Marquette, was at North Carolina, now transfers back home to Minnesota. He is, of course, a native of the state. So Minnesota has gotten at least a little a little bit healthier than they were. I think mm-hmm. part and parcel they were atrocious like three four well, weeks ago. Part of it is 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 that they've had injuries, and part of it is that uh-huh. they're in a I think a massive rebuild. A bunch of new guys really on this roster. So you've had Garcia, who I think has missed five games. You've had Jamison Battle, who's missed a few games. Uh, 
Who else has missed? Uh, uh, Carrington has missed nine games. He's a freshman, very highly recruited mm-hmm. out of the state. Trayton Thompson has missed five games. So they just haven't been deep. This is a team now that I believe has lost nine in a row, and they have lost, uh, I believe, uh, 13 of their last 14. The only mm-hmm. win was over Ohio State, who has been the biggest disappointment by far in the Big Ten this year. Maybe even in the country, honestly. Yeah, Ohio State would look yeah, they're 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 really not good, and it's just a mismatch of players. It's not they don't have talent; it's just a mismatch, you know. Doesn't my, really gel. My, my guy from uh, my guy Mark uh, from Columbus, uh, Ohio State guy is like, I think they need to recruit more wings because that's all they have is a bunch of wing players. Yeah. <laughs> Positionless basketball. Jeez, <laughs> there's a you, you can have too much of of, of anything. I think and mm-hmm. that's what they have too much of mm-hmm. uh, an, an allotment of wing players. They got more wings than the Brooklyn Nets, <laughs> but at least their guys can play defense, which <laughs> yeah. Ohio State is not shown to be able no. to do. Yeah, Chris Holtman, a little bit of trouble down there in Columbus. Uh, while we have some time here, Wes, before we close out this hour number one, wanted to get your thoughts on the Genesis Invitational that we saw this past weekend over at the Riviera. Once again, John Rahm mm-hmm. goes ahead and wins a PGA Tour event. Now his third win so far this season, and it's February 20th. This guy is playing excellent. Rahm ended up 17 under. Homa was 15 under. Cantlay, he, there was a moment there where Cantlay yeah. looked like he was going to make it a three-horse race. He ultimately finishes 14 under. My guy, Will Zalatoris, 13 under. Then Keith Mitchell rounds out the top five at 12 under. I was really impressed with how Rahm handled the adversity in that final round, there was t- a time where it looked like, well, Homa's going to become the favorite to win this tournament because Rom had been spraying the ball a little right. bit over, all over the course there. But he regrouped, and then, of course, the putt that he made there on that par three was the most uh, memorable putt of the whole tournament. He did go plus money, not by a lot, but I think when he fell one behind Homa there just a little bit after the turn, because remember, there was a two-shot swing at that mm-hmm. par, short par four tenth. And he got to, I think, I thought I saw maybe a dollar twenty or dollar thirty somewhere in that range, depending on your store. And that's when I know some people that did get on ROM that, of course, had Homa. Uh, my long shots co host, Kelly Bidlin, Matt Brown, both had Max Homa. My closest guy was Morikawa. So I had to, I had to mitigate my losses, at least at the Genesis, not only with the, with the European wins, but mm-hmm. also with, uh, you know, a lot of placement markets, a lot, a lot of, you know, top 20s and top 10s. And, that's the way to do it when you got a guy that's running this good. But the thing is about John Rahm, who's now officially the number one player in the world in the official world golf rankings, when he is gaining just a little under 11 and a half strokes on the field for four rounds on approach, mm-hmm. that's with his irons, you're not going to beat him. You're not going to beat any of these elite players like that. He was also number one, I think, in fairway proximity. You know, proximity to the hole, 22 feet, 8 inches on average, was number one in the field for that. Also number one on strokes gained approach and uh, number one on total strokes gained, also gained with this putter. Max Homa really made the living with this putter. He, I think, gained over 11 strokes putting in four days, which is absurd. You just usually don't see that. But John Ron right now, he's already won three events this year. He was priced, I think, plus 650 at the Century out in Kapalua. Mm-hmm was plus 650 at the Amex, and then was plus uh, 750 this week at Riviera with a better field. And I saw some people uh, tweeting at some some of us here on VEASAN, like, oh, just bet the best player. Well, I had a ticket on Rory McIlroy, and he finished 29th. You know, (laughs) know, and he he was right there close. You know, that's why it's so hard to bet these chalky guys. I'm never going to bet a price that short pre-tournament in a full field. Now, if it's like the tour championship and there's 30 guys mm-hmm. or there's that that hero challenge in the Bahamas, you know, if there's 30, 40 guys, yeah, maybe I'll bet a, a single-digit guy. But I'm going to usually let that guy beat me, and he did. This from note from Kyle Porter of CBS is ridiculous. He covers golf over there at uh, CBS. He said, John Rahm's first 60 days of 2023, top seven in all five starts, mm-hmm. three wins, 93 under in 20 rounds, an average score of 67.1, beat or tied 601 players. That's 98.8% of the field. Lost to eight players, $9 million earned. Yeah, it's amazing. And just under 10, actually. But, yeah, I mean, look, he's playing the best of anybody right now. There were times out there during the week, if you were watching the coverage, he didn't look like he was playing that great. It's like he's fine. 
he's not just killing these guys, but, you know, sucked it up when he lost the lead, didn't lose his patience, because that was always the thing about John Rahm. It's he like, runs hot. Okay, he's going to get upset and, mm-hmm. you know, start to, you know, hit his club and curse in Spanish and get all ticked off. But this is a guy now, when you look at John Rahm, he has 19 professional wins. He has 10 now on the PGA Tour. Past Seve, his hero, by the way. Seve didn't play full-time on mm-hmm. the PGA Tour, though. And has nine European-slash-DP World Tour wins. Guy's got 19 worldwide wins. He's only 28. I, so, so, and, he, and he's already won a major. Of course, the U.S. Open when I was on him in 2021 at Torrey Pines. But, yeah, he's going to be the favorite. He's starting to get in single digits already for the Masters. So, you know, are we going to see him 6 or 7 to 1? Because he's probably going to play at Bay Hill, not this week, but the, the week after. If he doesn't play there, he's going to play the Players' Championship immediately after that, and he's probably going to play the Dell Match play at the WGC event at the mm-hmm. end of the month. He wins one more. Where's he going to be? I mean, yeah, we, this this is going to drop even more. We could easily see six to one, maybe even five to one for John Rom to win the Masters. Which yeah, like that sounds absurd, but it's not all that far fetched. Yeah. Did you hear the stats I just read you? Yeah, <laughs> like the guy's playing ridiculous. But that might provide some value on some other golfers, though, mm-hmm. when it comes to Augusta. But right now, John Rom sits at seven to one. Rory McIlroy eight to one, and then you have Scotty Scheffler, who is the defending champion at the Masters at 12 to 1. So a lot of good golfers are going to be in that 20 to 1 plus range. So uh, it'll be juicy come April at Augusta. That does it for hour number one. Hour number two, we'll get you caught up on the second half markets and college hoops and also talk a little NBA All-Star Weekend. What a weekend it was or wasn't. We'll discuss it next. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.